0: Today's podcast is brought to you by our very good friends at Practice Evolution Prime. Practice Evolution Prime was created to bridge the gap from school to success. You can be successful, you should be successful, and being successful takes work. You have to gain the skills and foundation to be the sought-after family chiropractor, and our goal is to create extraordinary family chiropractors. This program is not easy. It will challenge you. It will push you. We choose to only work with doctors and students who are teachable, principled, and willing to work hard to improve their skills, practice, and their lives. If you are interested in learning more about this program and to apply, or if you are a patient looking for a PEP Prime doctor, visit our website, pepprime.com. That's pepprime.com, or call the Practice Evolution Program at 801-281-1646. Hey, everyone, and welcome to the KiddoCast for Chiropractic Families, the world's first and only podcast committed to normalizing complementary and alternative care, particularly chiropractic care for children by sharing the experiences of the doctors in the trenches. In our time together, we will talk with pillars in the alternative healthcare world to give you the tool you'll need to make positive change in the health of your children today. Simply put, we're here to change the trajectory of modern healthcare. I'm your host, Dr. Daniel Bronstein. I'm a pediatric and family chiropractor certified by the Academy. Council of Chiropractic Pediatrics and the director of the Beacon Clinic of Chiropractic in beautiful Grover Beach, California. And guys, I have to apologize. Um, uh, I'm a little under the weather right now expressing some symptoms and that's what I get for, uh, you know, maxing out my stress index over the last 10 days. Uh, But notwithstanding, I did not want to reschedule this interview because today we have an amazing individual, an amazing doctor, a very, very special guest to the KiddoCast, Dr. Danny Gambino. After completing his undergraduate Graduate degree in biology and human nutrition, Dr. Gambino went on to Life University in Atlanta, uh, attending an on, uh, on a rugby scholarship and graduating in 1990. The 2014 and 2015 Doctor of the Year is a member of the International Chiropractic Association. The International Chiropractic Pediatric Association is licensed to practice chiropractic in six states and has owned four offices. He is the chairman of the membership department for the California Chiropractic Association, as well as one of seven regional directors in the largest state association in the world as well as the vice president of the San Diego County District. He is a founding member of Champions for Life, a nonprofit organization geared toward making the world a better place, a brighter place through educating future chiropractors. His passion for truth and healthcare education has led him around the country, speaking to doctors and the public about natural drug-free care. He's in private practice and family practice in San Diego. His wife, Dr. Kim Gambino, is also a chiropractor, and together they own the Gambino Family Chiropractic Center in West Virginia. And, Dr. Gambino, thank you so much, Danny, for being here. I really appreciate you taking the time uh, out of your day to... uh, speak the word to us
1: dude it is my pleasure to be here i'm so happy to share uh some of the things that i've learned over the last couple of decades <laughs> almost three uh in in the world of chiropractic and uh, adjusting kids
0: beautiful um you know it's really funny man i've been a champions doc for geez louise almost four years i think and I probably should have known this, but it didn't occur to me that uh, you created the program, which is amazing. Because what it does, guys, for those of you who don't know, is it it incentivizes docs like myself who love what we do to give back uh, to the next generation of chiropractic student and encourage them to check out the the school that we support. Uh, so that they can see firsthand what that educational structure looks like, and then be motivated to um, to become chiropractors. So thank you for your service there, Danny. Will you do me a favor um, and just go back to when you first got into practice? Uh, talk a little bit about how you got into chiropractic in the first place, and uh, you know your experience taking care of families and kids over the last several decades.
1: Well, it starts back in um, you know before I went to chiropractic college, my Whole family was under chiropractic care, and I was away at college, so I had no clue what chiropractic was or what they were doing. My brother suggested to me that I get under chiropractic care, and I asked him why, and he said, "Well, maybe it'll it'll help uh, with your um, track and field performances." At the time, I was a decathlete, an undergraduate, and I would—that's I, basically what my major was. Uh, I was lived for that, and I took detailed. Uh, a a detailed journal or a log of all my workouts my resting heart rate number of calories at the time what I ate all those kind of things and um I went to the the family chiropractor over a summer um and didn't didn't really learn much about chiropractic but what came from that was an, an a huge jump in my performances um on the field you know and my throws and distances and uh, I knew that it was related to whatever was going on in that office over the summer. So the following summer, uh, this is now my junior year in uh, undergraduate, I was in there getting adjusted again. And I happened across a poster which uh, ch- changed my life. It, it, I, it just spoke about what chiropractors do uh, in its larger scheme of things, and I wanted to be part of that. So I found another chiropractor who taught me a lot more about chiropractic and then uh, applied to Life University in Atlanta, Georgia. I didn't apply anywhere else because I was not looking for anything. I trusted the word of my family chiropractor. He said, go here. I said, yes, sir. And, you know, in 1986, I began a journey of learning what chiropractic was.
0: Well, you know, it's funny – This is episode 13 of our podcast, and almost every episode that we've produced so far, uh, the doctors talking have had similar experiences. We started with our experience, our personal experience with chiropractic, and then that experience morphed into a much wider scale, uh, experience in our offices. Um, you know, listeners know that I was an athlete, um, and chiropractic saved my athletic career. Um, but I got into taking care of families and children in what we call a principled basis because of experiences that I had in chiropractic college. I realized that there was so much more to just athletic per- or, uh, chiropractic than athletic performance. Um, you know, and, and listeners have heard my story, but I'm interested to know how you transitioned from that experience that you had personally into the type of care that you're now providing in your offices with Dr. Kim.
1: So that one's very unique as well. And when I was graduating chiropractor college, I was planning on being a sports chiropractor because it helped me so much. Um, and when we started in Long Island, New York, uh, we before we even had an office, we wound up um, you know coming across this mom at a beach party where we saw her daughter, a twenty month old with cerebral palsy, sitting in a chair, and you know her body was just twisted and she was drooling and cross eyed and it was just a uh, a truly heart wrenching uh sight. We wound up talking to the mother and told her what chiropractic was about and she asked us where our office was and being embarrassed that I didn't have a fully fledged office yet, I told her we'd come to her house and she was impressed that you know these young doctors would dare make a house call. Well, we had no other choice. So uh, we went to her house with a portable table and began adjusting this little girl and over the course of about 10 days... Uh, the first giant symptom uh, change was that her eyes uncrossed. And this was such a huge awakening for me. And over the period of you know weeks, she began to gain control of her uh, gross motor skills. She was able to hold up her head. Her arms were starting to come down by her side. Uh, and it was just every day was some sort of miracle. That's the only way I could say it and uh so then my idea shifted from being a sports chiropractor to being a uh pediatric um you know physically handicapped <laughs> special needs pediatric chiropractor yeah and we reached out in that community and saw other miracles happen and and because the children couldn't drive, we thought, why would we have the parents and grandparents and older brothers and sisters? who were stuck in the car to get to us, uh, do without chiropractic care. So we began taking care of them and it morphed into a, a family practice where it, at one point we were, uh, seeing 60% of our patient base was under 10 years old.
0: Yeah. It's crazy that that story, um, you know, it's a it's a similar story to I think, you know, all the stories that you know family chiropractors have in their lifetimes, you know. We see these miracles incidentally and it's not necessarily that we're trying to treat any of the causes of these diseases, but chiropractic children tend to function better than non-chiropractic kids. And the reason is simple and this goes back to every single other episode that we've you know created on this podcast. It's that the nervous system, when it's operating unhinged, when it's not being constrained by either vertebral subluxation, misalignment issues in the spine, chemical toxicity, emotional stress, whatever, it works the way that it's supposed to work, right? And I've had cases, I've had many CP cases in my office um, that have uh, really excelled uh, once you know we've, we've finished uh, correcting vertebral subluxation in these kids. And it's just amazing every single time we see it uh, because – I mean, even after all these years, I don't expect to see miracles, and then I see them. I probably should expect them, right? I've been in practice a lot a lot less time than you have, Doc, but uh, every single time, it's a miracle in, in my mind to see these types of changes. You know, and I was smiling, too, when you were talking about this, this cross-eyed phenomenon because, and I haven't talked about this on the cast before, and I don't think a lot of other doctors know this story about my family, but my dad... You know, when I was in chiropractic college, he, he was a trucker for like 45 years and his spine is a total disaster from years and years and years of heavy lifting and sitting in a truck and driving bad posture and you name it. And, uh, you know, when I was, I, I think it was probably my fourth year of chiropractic college, he woke up one morning and his eyes were totally crossed. And he, nobody could tell him what was wrong with him. You know, neurosurgeon thought that he had a, a tumor. Um, he had an orthopedist who told him that he just had some, like, weakness in his eyes. Uh, there was, you know, myasthenia gravis, like, you name it, all these really scary diagnoses. and Nobody could figure it out. MRI after CT, after advanced diagnostic tests revealed that there was nothing, you know, overtly wrong with him. And so he called me and he said, hey, you know, what do you think I should do? Because he knew that I was going to chiropractic college. And I'm like, well what do you got to lose? You know, why don't you come and see my chief clinician at our university and see what he can do? Well, he saw him, off and on for a little while uh, we did the best we could to correct for people's subluxation and within like the first 10 days or so um, his eyes went back to normal and you know he he looked at me like holy moly like you're right and my response was well yeah no kidding right because there's there was an effect on his nervous system from years and years and years of trauma to his spine that no other doctor could really add up um, in an adult it makes a lot of sense for sure in little kids that that stress, that trauma is a little bit less uh, – what's the word I'm looking for? A little bit less obvious. And so it requires a little bit of a special skill set, no doubt, right? I, I'd love to hear kind of how you cultivated that skill set taking care of children and, and uh, recommendations for uh, families to look for when they're finding a pediatric chiropractor.
1: Well, one thing that's really – and that's an amazing story and, and I was having a uh, – uh, uh, video conference meeting with my team here in san diego and my team in west virginia and we were going over some case studies and some things that were happening and we were laughing because we were looking for you know a really juicy story to share (laughs) and it and and the truth is you know we see miracles happen every single week in our practice i'm not lying this is what other people would consider uh, a miracle but we just consider as a matter of it's a matter, of course, of getting under chiropractic care. Yeah. Um, so c- cultivating uh, a skill set came mostly from uh, our children. Dr. Kim and I have three boys. They're grown now. Uh, the they're, they're out of the house. But uh, when they were younger, of course, they were under chiropractic care. From the moment they were born, all three were born at home in unassisted uh, home birth situations. Mm-hmm. And they... Uh, ran the the general course of being a child with fevers and, you know, contacting whatever they were contacting and barfing in the middle of the night. And, and I wanted to learn more about how to care for my own children. And as a result, I gravitated towards, um, you know, taking courses with the International Chiropractic Pediatric Association, talking to uh, mentors and practitioners that had been uh, seeing kids uh, much much longer than me, uh, Jennifer and Palmer, Pete uh, were practicing in Vermont at the time, so we were on the phone with them uh, for you know once a month at least, talking about some of the cases, and and it, it came as a matter of uh, I guess an evolving curiosity about how we can help these kids uh, faster. Right, uh, and that's where the skill set really came from.
0: Right, it's uh, it's certainly a matter of putting in reps. You know, I was doing some case management consulting work with a few newly graduated Palmer West grad. Uh, Palmer West is the university up in San Jose. For anybody who is uh, who's wondering, and they were asking after shadowing me in my office for you know a couple of days. You know, well. <sighs> what, uh, h- how do you, how do you figure out how to do this? Right. Because, you know, traditionally chiropractic care is thought of as like an adjunct therapy for back pain. And it would make sense, uh, in a really simplified format to see a patient who has pain, um, adjust them at the site that they have pain and the pain goes away. Right. But in reality, you know chiropractic is, is so much more than just that symptom right i 've frequently referred to chiropractic for pain relief as like going to the gas station for the coffee, um, messing with the nervous system and clearing <laughs> out the um, the dissonance in that system uh, with young kids uh, it 's really about identifying subtle changes in tone in the neuroxis, subtle changes in tone in the spine, um, and that comes from. Uh, like I said reps it comes from tons of experience it comes from mentoring and doing journeyman work with other doctors who are way better than we are um almost working in a residency capacity with these docs who are well experienced and you know when you're looking for a chiropractor parents i mean that's what you're really looking for you're looking for the docs who have had that experience who have done all the reps who who see lots of kids who can make those decisions on the fly when necessary as opposed to treating your child like a miniature adult would you agree danny totally
1: they're not miniature adults they're definitely their own being and you mentioned something that was so critical and i think that the parents listening will be able to pick up on this when you mention the word tone they notice when their child is a very high vibrational tone everything is happy they're blissful they're enjoyable um you know they're everything is going perfect they're really enjoying their parenting and watching their children grow when they're lower tone or when they're lower vibrational status uh they don't move around as much they uh perhaps uh you know are fighting some uh you know symptomatic onslaught that they're having and they just something's not right i always 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 have trusted the parents uh intuition uh on their child and the, the, when the kids come in, we have to approach them as a separate and and unique uh, snapshot of of who they are that day everybody 's different every single day with different stresses and different uh, energetic inputs into their body, you know right. physically, chemically emotionally right. and uh, we have to address that uh, as a case by case as a moment by moment basis, right. even if someone 's coming in to see me three or four times in a week uh, they're going to be different each of those four times in that week and uh, it takes a practitioner it takes some practice to be able to be present in the moment and pay attention to all these different variables from not only what the child is presenting but also the parent's input intuition and getting them that they know instinctively and sometimes it's very difficult for the parents to articulate what's going on with the child although they know and so it's up to us the practitioners to be able to give the parents some language to be able to communicate with us doctors how to care for their children on any given day
0: right yeah that adaptability on the doctor's part is absolutely crucial you know I and the type of technique and the approach that I do I imagine that you and I practice fairly similarly you know I I run a tonal approach uh, through all of my children which means that necessarily, because the children that I see all the patients that I see for that matter are dynamic beings they 're constantly reacting to the environment, we do see changes from from day to day, and that 's really important um, you know and this brings up a really good point because you know some of the feedback that I 've received from some of our listeners um, folks have indicated that you know, we as a podcast have put a lot of emphasis on children that are damaged, right? We put a lot of emphasis on things that could potentially go wrong. And even in pregnancy, because we do talk to, to folks in this podcast about chiropractic care for pregnant women, um, that we're not honoring, you know, each individual's journey, um, you know, and, and I, I totally get that. And to be fair, again, I've talked about this on my podcast before. My practice tends to be the type of practice that attracts more severe cases. Um, that that's not for everybody, but that's just you know what we're really good at. That's our niche, and we stay in our lane. However, um, you brought up a, a point a couple of minutes ago that I think really needs to be extrapolated upon, and that's you know when a parent you know knows in their intuition that there's something wrong. Uh, The chiropractor's ability to be able to honor that goes a long way because, honestly, chiropractors are the only ones who are doing this. Most of the time, pediatricians, and I mean, there's no slam against medical doctors here, but that's just the model. Uh, Pediatricians are, are not necessarily honoring the child's innate inborn biological directive to be healthy. But there's also something to be said about a child who comes into the office who's not overtly damaged, right? Chiropractic care is not just for symptom relief. As a matter of fact, it's not for symptom relief at all. And do we see symptomatic changes with children? Yeah, we do. But if a child comes to the door and they have no symptoms, they still are probably a candidate for chiropractic care. I'd love for you to talk to uh, our parents a little bit about what that looks like and why a parent would want to bring a seemingly perfect, healthy child in to see a chiropractor. Well, that
1: goes back to the basic premise of what chiropractic is about. It's about the fullest expression of life, the fullest expression of their innate potential. And who's to say what a child can do? Every parent wants the best for their child. And having them uh, evaluated for any type of stress or interference to that normal expression of their God-given potential would be in any parent's uh, wheelhouse to want for their children. And so we see many times this is the way the scenario folds. Uh, uh, Mom and or dad come in with uh, a child who's expressing negative symptoms. Something's not quite right. But the other siblings are perfectly or seemingly healthy. And as they go through a period of understanding what chiropractic is – then they start getting adjusted as well. And then the parents start reporting that their quote-unquote normal children are expressing health in ways that they had not experienced before. Uh, Their reading picks up. Their uh, language skills uh, accelerate. Their ability to excel in uh, sports or activities improves. And all of these subtle changes that you would not necessarily know. So it's about the human potentials maximum expression. Hmm. That's the bottom line. And as chiropractors, especially pediatric chiropractors, we get to witness that on a daily basis. That type of eternal becoming, the evolution, if you will, of their uh, potential is one of the most rewarding things I can think of doing on this planet. Yeah. So when it comes down to to those types of cases, when we see... The so called normal kids getting adjusted and their level of participation in life and their level of expression of health uh, accelerates or improves. That's where, uh, you know, chiropractic really shines.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's absolutely brilliant, Danny. I mean, because of the type of practice that I have, you know, when I see, you know, overtly damaged kids. You know, a lot of the time it's a big struggle to get the correction that we need. It takes a lot of effort on behalf of myself. It takes a lot of effort on behalf of the child and the parents in order for us to correct these habits that in a lot of cases have been there since birth. But when I see children who come through the door who are really healthy, um, who don't have a lot of subluxation damage, uh, who don't have a lot of bad habits, I breathe a sigh of relief because, you know, these kids are. They're going to set the tone for every other chiropractic kiddo in my practice, right? They set the bar um, from which every other child, every other adult, uh, you know, can can meet that marker, um, and it's, it, it's easier for me as a chiropractor because I don't have to exert as much effort. I don't have to do as much work, um, and it's... It's 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 really rewarding, you know. I I love it when kids come into my clinic and they don't need a lot of work. They just come in because they want to stay well for their entire lives. We check them every couple of weeks. Most of the time, these kids don't even need to be adjusted all that often, which is exactly the way that I like it. And in my clinic, uh, I choose not to charge my parents uh, when their their children are clear. Um, and it motivates it motivates my my families to get checked regularly uh, and often. Um, so that they can stay clear, right? That's the crux. That's where we start seeing the real miracles in chiropractic care is when the adjustment itself is not necessarily needed quite as much. And I think that's really important for our parents to understand because still to this day, you know, we have parents coming through the door who equate an adjustment with, um, you know, it's equivalent to like a medication, right? You know, it's a silver bullet. It'll fix Mm -hmm. my ear infections or it'll fix my children's asthma. In reality, it couldn't be further from the truth, right? We're just giving the children as much as they need, restoring that natural innate biological directive so that they can heal on their own, right?
1: Absolutely. I always know when parents are starting to get it because then they ask things like like they'll bring in a child. For example, they might have allergies or asthma and they'll say, well, do you think it could help ear infections? <laughs> and uh, then, you know, we go through that dialogue. But I liken it to this. If I said to you, "Gravity's working on you right now, would you agree? They say yes.
0: Of course. OK,
1: well, how does gravity work with a 300 pound person? Well, it. It works the same way. Well, how does gravity work with a, a you know a thirty pound kid? Well, gravity works the same way. The way it's applied to that physical mass may be a little different. Right. So each individual has a different expression, but the principle of chiropractic by removing interference is always the same. Right. So you know I I, I kind of crack up sometimes because when I hear people go, well I'm a pediatric chiropractor, I'm a sports chiropractor, I'm a, a geriatric chiropractor or I'm a, you know, fill in the blank type of chiropractor. I mean, there's just a chiropractor and <laughs> and we we apply these principles to a, a preemie, to a newborn, to a toddler, to an adolescent, to an adult, to a geriatric person. Yeah. The application uh, will differ, but the principle never changes. It's always the same.
0: Absolutely brilliant. Yeah. Yeah. I agree with that. I mean, the application obviously changes based on the, the neurological demands of the patient in front of you, no doubt, uh, which is again, why, you know, if you bring your child to a chiropractor, it's important to find a chiropractor who takes care of a lot of kids, right? If you are going to a chiropractor to address a sports injury, right? You go to a chiropractor who sees a lot of sports, but the outcome is always the same right the outcome assessments are always the same for every single one of our patients and that's that vertebral subluxation or interference to the nervous system is corrected as permanently as possible uh, and maximizes health expression and then the body is able to do its job uh, as best as it possibly can um Danny Dude, this this was great. Um, it was short and sweet. Um, you're always a master communicator, and you you bring the heat every single time that you you, you speak. Um, you know, I have to give a shout-out to Danny. We were talking about this a little bit in our pre-chat, but uh, the last time I saw Danny in person, we were up in San Francisco at a Champions for Life weekend, and uh, he stood up in front of – God, man, how many how many perv- uh, prospective doctors were there? About 100? Um, at least it seemed uh, like 100. The students, you mean? Yeah, the prospective students at, in, at Life West. Yeah, about, about 100, 125, I think, total. Yeah, it was it was amazing. Uh, Danny got up there and he started talking about, you know, chiropractic. He started, started talking about, you know, the virtues of leadership in our profession and, and his experience. And, you know, these docs, these young perspective docs didn't even know what hit them. And every single time Danny does that, you know, I'm even sitting there just with my mouth agape, kind of listening to the stories and uh, his ability to communicate this message. So, Danny, thank you very, very much for bringing the heat again one more time um, for everybody who's listening, remember uh, if you like this content and you want to hear more, please share with everybody you know on Facebook, on Instagram, on Twitter. Use the hashtag normalize chiropractic. Together we're going to change the world. If you're a doctor, get this out to all of your patients. If you're a patient of a chiropractic office and you want to share this info with your skeptical friends or neighbors, please just offer it to them as a gift and uh, and help them uh, better understand what it is that we do so that every single child and family has access to chiropractic care. Dr. Gambino, thank you so much for being on the podcast, brother. I love and appreciate you.
1: Uh, it's always a pleasure to hang out with like-minded people. And thanks again for doing all of the grunt work to put a podcast on, to get the, the participants and the speakers and to get this out, this vital, vital message out to the public where it's so, so sorely needed. Um, So thank you again. I appreciate it.
0: Oh, it's my honor and pleasure. All right, guys, that pretty much wraps up this episode for this week. And we will see you again next week. Take care. Bye.